Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Sisson. On today's show, I have Tara Vosenkemper with me. Tara is absolutely fantastic. I know that you are going to love, love her and love the wisdom that she shares with you today. This is an episode that you don't want to miss. We all get into really challenging situations that are really hard to navigate, and Tara is basically a pro at it. And so I just really thought it would be great to have her talk you through that. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Tara, for being on the show today. You're welcome. I'm excited. Yes, me as well. Can you introduce yourself real quick? Sure. So my name is Tara Boston Kemper. I'm a group therapy practice owner in Columbia, Missouri, which is basically like totally central in the state of Missouri. And I'm also starting to dabble into in uh, practice consulting because I love the business side of private practice. So, so there's that. That's awesome. That's really great. Yeah. I actually really love the consultant portion of things as well. It's so neat to be able to um, just support other professionals. So I love that. It'll be great to see where that goes for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I have no idea at this point, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. That's great. I like your setup there too. Um, usually I can't see people. Well, every now and again I can. We do zooms, but yeah, this is very beautiful. You have an awesome office, so that's really cool. But yeah, so let's do a, our little disclaimer that we discussed real quick. There may be some cursing in today's oh, episode, yeah. so. <laughs> Which is absolutely okay, but I think it's important. Yeah, it's like, you know, if if anyone's listening with their kids and things like that. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Do you curse with your clients as well? Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Me too. Me too. slips out and sometimes they cuss, you know, they might break the ice first or they say something and they say, you know, shit. And then they look and they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, you just opened up this can of worms just for the record. So right. It's, totally, yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. totally on you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's really important to be like our authentic selves. Like obviously if someone's not comfortable with cursing, I'm not going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, dropping bombs or mm-hmm. anything. But um, I do think sometimes, you know, like the emphasis of a good curse word, it helps. It does help, it you know. And I think also it's language. Like it's, yes. it's language. I, don't, I think that there are there are some things that I don't want to say. Obviously, like racial slurs or I'm, there's no place for those in right. my world. And Absolutely. Something like a dropping an f bomb. Who cares? Like who fucking cares? It's a word. Like it literally is language. I don't understand what. I just I don't get it. Right. My in laws get so mad at me because I just I cuss my kids too, and I'll like drop an f bomb in front. It just doesn't matter to me. Right. And Absolutely. Like, Who's gonna cuss? And I'm like, okay, he'll learn context though too. Like when right. it's appropriate and when it's not. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, anyway. Yeah. No, I think that you're absolutely right about that. And I actually got a shirt. <laughs> this may surprise some of the listeners, but I got a shirt. This. Oh uh, my gosh, what does it say? Uh, this mom drops F-bombs like confetti. And I just love it. So I won't like, my husband's like, you probably shouldn't wear that in public. I'm like, you're probably right. I live in a small community. And and realistically, I'm not at home like dropping them by any means all the time. Yeah, but I do yeah, think but... it's okay sometimes. Like if you're frustrated, I mean, like you say, it, it's a word and it's important to, to understand that, like that context and know your crowd, obviously, um, yeah, you know, right. but I don't think that it's like yeah. the end all be all. So yeah, yeah. right. 
Yes. So absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. So now that we got that out. <laughs> way, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we kind of got off on a little road there, but thank you. Thank you, everyone, for hanging in there with us. And that's kind of what I do. Um, I just kind of go wherever the conversation takes us. So let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So I wonder, I don't know if you want to try to explain like how we got connected because it's kind of like a, um, I don't know, a bizarre way, I would say, or just yeah. like a random interaction it wasn't um, a purposeful connection I don't even remember um somebody posted we're in a mutual Facebook group for either moms in private practice something related to therapy yeah okay cool and somebody posted something about she likes to dress up for she likes to dress up for her work and she likes to look nice and professional and she switched environments so she went to start working at a school and basically one of the and the uh the the culture at the school the um, the counselors anyway, for, I think counselors, they wear, you know, jeans and flats, which I love. So I'm not even anti that by any right. means, but one of the counselors, she said, pulled her aside, pulled her aside. I say that with quotation marks because yes. he did in front of her peers and basically said that the way she dressed was getting, might be getting in the way. I think he, I don't remember what she said literally, but could be getting in the way of her building rapport with students. And so she felt it seemed like anyway, I don't remember exactly what she wrote, but she felt kind of embarrassed by this, right? Like by this happening. And maybe I should dress down, but she likes to look professional and look nice for the work she does. And I don't know, (laughs) I think, I don't remember exactly my response, but she, I think she said, what are your thoughts? And so I, my mind, like it, my mind works fast. And so I just like listed out these bulleted thoughts, you know, like my first thought is this, my second thought is this, my third thought is this. But I remember thinking initially like, fuck that guy. Right. Like, who are you? Yeah. Like, who are you to, okay. So basically like, screw that guy. Number two, is there even data to support what he's saying? Like, are there right. actively like multiple complaints of people coming forward saying you're not approachable because of how you look, because if that's not the case, then you don't have evidence to support what you're saying like that then maybe don't speak up like one person in my mind one person isn't enough because not everybody is going to vibe with you and that's fine right so to be you know what I mean so I I don't know I listed out all the stuff and basically then Kelly and I just like (laughs) (laughs) just had this like whole conversation yeah (laughs) 30 comments and it's us back and forth with gifts and laughing and like yes the awful love and I don't even know that's that's like the that's basically it yeah no absolutely that's a great summary of it and what I just found so interesting is because my mind um, works very uniquely as well but it was like you were literally typing what I was thinking that was what was so interesting to me is I'm like I think I said something like are we kindred spirits like are we (laughs) are we connected here because like your response is exactly spot on I'm like who is that why does he think he has any um any opinion or yeah off. Yes. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. And so as we were talking um, or, you know, connecting back and forth, all of a sudden I was like, you know what? You need to come on the podcast because I loved <laughs> I loved your perspective. That was one thing. But also I felt like I just got the sense from you that you could be able to help the listeners know how to like really hold their own and be able to confront some of that. Because that's a lot of um, what was what was in it was like, I, you know, I was caught off guard. I um, didn't know what to say. And um, we've all been there, right? Like we're all caught oh, off guard yeah, at times. Um, so yeah. this is isn't about the person's statement if anything i am so saddened by the fact that that even was a thing that was so inappropriate 
fun of her peers? Like, oh my right, gosh. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely inappropriate. Um, I mean, yeah. certainly there are t- there's a time and a place, but really what I think is when if anyone really is curious about the clothing thing, you need to be comfortable and you need to be yourself. And that's yes. what people connect to. Yes. Yeah. And maybe some people, you know, that it doesn't match our culture. I was thinking like, the more I thought about it, the angrier I got where I'm like, oh, so he's going to like show up in this way where it's like, oh, I'm helping you. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Can you please calm down and back off? Like right. coming to this place of helping, but doing it in a way where you're basically like really subtly, like, on a covert level trying to shame this person because you're doing it in front of peers and you're you know what I mean like trying to shame the person into like we don't dress that way around here so right you know maybe maybe that's getting in the way of report like all of it just is so gross it It is oh it really is yeah. I agree. I even ran it by my husband, who, like, I'll be honest, is, like, not real, you know, into anything. And so I was yeah. like, isn't this kind of crazy? And he was like, yeah, you yeah. know what's really weird about it is he said if if he really cared, he would just pull her aside, like, literally pulled her aside. Really? Right. Simple as that, you know. And so, t- to me, there's so many other things going on oh. there. And we could, like, spend yeah. a whole hour, like, <laughs> figuring it out okay. and talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a small example, but it, it highlights so much. Like it's such a microcosm of so many things, you know? Yeah. He reminded me, uh, he also reminded me of a, I had a former, there's a formal fa- former faculty member who shall remain nameless, uh-huh. but it leaves always left a disgusting taste in my mouth. And when I read that thing, after I was thinking about it more, I'm like, he reminds me that's slimy. Uh-huh. MF, you know what I mean? Yep. Like I knew it. That's the kind of shit he would pull. Yes. See the interaction. And you're like, uh, was he helping me? Like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? You leave and you're like, what? Like, what just happened? Like, yeah. So yes. I, I felt for her and I can imagine how mortifying that was. And also just pissed me the fuck off. Like to yes. read it as like, man, that is ridiculous. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely, if that would have been me, would have had a hard time um, shaking that for sure. You know, and um, just to, just to be clear for anyone listening, we're not just talking about like interactions with, with men, because obviously that's oh, yeah. the example of that. Yeah. But I mean, this yeah. is across the board, um, interactions yeah. with just people who maybe don't have, truly don't have your best interest at heart and may present themselves in a way that... Um, they try to make it seem like that, you know, like, oh, I'm being so kind. I'm approaching you. I'm talking about this thing when really it's, um, you know, quite embarrassing or um, just not helpful in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I think back to previous employments and there's one in particular and I'll have to be really careful with the story because, again, I don't yeah. want to like, you know, use names. But right, exactly. That's not the intention by any means. But I'll never forget. It was like my second day of work. And when I was actually, you know, working, truly working. And so um, we had these for- these forms that we um, kept or whatever. Anyway, long story short, we had to write which colleague of ours provided us with that information. Well, I put the person's name and I had their first name right and I had their last name right. But I spelled it, um, Let I don't know, let's t- say it was like Streeter or something. I spelled it like literally street. You know what I mean? Like it was that close to it. And like, obviously, you knew what it was. Um, yeah. And I'll never forget in a meeting, someone was like, who did this? And I was like, oh, it was me. Like, I had no clue, you know. They were like, don't you think that, yeah, don't you think that you should know the name of the people that you work with? And I literally was like, do you know my last name? (laughs) We worked together like two days. Are you kidding me? And I literally said that. I was like, this is my second day here. How am I going to know that? Like, that's insane. Exactly. You know. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And so I think sometimes just that, um, 
I don't know what it, if it's just an attempt. Sometimes it depends, obviously, but sometimes it's an attempt to make people feel inferior or to join in that um, in the dress her dressing situation. I really feel like it was a few different things, but it could have been potentially wanting her to fit into like the you know group mentality. This is what we do, and you stand out, yeah. and you can't stand out, and things like that. So, so I'm wondering, um, can you tell me a little bit about like if somebody wanted to learn how to be okay or feel more confident in confrontation like this because we can't avoid confrontation it's just a part of our world so what would be some recommendations or like how um, besides us really just telling people to f off like what what do you think (laughs) what do you think would be some options Um, no I should also I didn't even say this at the beginning but my specialty is couples counseling and like marriage therapy relationship work so that's like the vast majority of my caseload like so I um I'm a fan of conflict, yeah. uh, not in terms of like, we need to scream and throw stuff at each other right. that, but I mean, in terms of like conflict in my mind, conflict is sort of this umbrella term for any friction where there's a disagreement or where there's like a, you know, like differing values or differing temperaments or different needs, et cetera. It's just a way of figuring out how are we getting our needs met? How are we compromising? Like it literally can be, just be seen as that, you know, and like, that's an okay thing people having needs is okay. So I think I come from, um, I, I think I'm, I'm just, I'm, I see conflict all the time. Like I encourage people to engage with each other, talking about things that are really hard for them to talk about and like right. navigate how to do this thing. So, um, so I think I have like, in terms of your question, which let me just recap, cause I got sidetracked for That's a second, right. but, um, the question, as I understand it is basically, how do you how do you encourage people or help people to f- stand in their own, like uh, stand on their own foundation, stand in their own like confidence, power, authenticity, yes. et cetera, without just telling someone to fuck off. Right. Exactly. Okay, cool. Okay. So I think there's like a variety of things that can quickly happen. And, and initially it's um, in my mind, initially it's a conscious, they are all conscious processes. And then ultimately you end up integrating them and they just become kind of second nature. You like embody these things and then they're, they happen, you know, quickly and it's not even a thought. So one thing, this is so silly, but (laughs) one thing, the, one of the four agreements, the Don Miguel Ruiz book, Mm -hmm. there's four agreements. And one is like, it's not personal or don't take things personal or in essence, it's not about you. And I think that that's something like right away that I shift into where it's like, what's wrong with that person? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not me. Like, what's wrong with you? And then I, and I don't even do this again. It's not even conscious. And I think probably coming from an enmeshed family, like I'm used to tuning into other people, period. Like it's just kind of second nature for me, you know? So it's like immediately tuning in like, oh, that person is probably super self-critical and also makes, you know, there's no room for mistakes. And also uh, not that this is not a way of like, for the record, um, this is not a way of excusing behavior, but it's a way of understanding, like, why are they showing up right. like that? Like, that's, you know, it's more like understanding, not like excusing. So that's, I, I don't know how to make that more. It's hard to make that more concrete without having specific examples, but no. um, that's one thing is like, it, it's probably not personal realistically. Yes. But also sometimes it might be like there yes. might be I maybe like 5% of the time it might actually be personal and that that's also okay. Like that doesn't mean you have to change who you are. It just means that some people you're not going to jive with. Right. Period. Absolutely. But then I think like, okay, so how can you stand in your own integrity? Like how can you still, so I think those are all like vying for first place. It's like, okay, 
the decision-making tree, you know, if then, if then, if this is me, is this something that is like, I'm willing to change? Am I being kind of like a shitty person or am I like just being myself and I'm showing up authentically and I'm standing in integrity. And if that's the case, then I'm not going to change. If I did something shady and I know it and I'm like, well, this person caught on like, "Mm, okay, maybe I should own up to that. Mm -hmm. If it's them, like it's not me, it's them. And, or the dynamics between us, you know, things just keep getting more and more toxic, we'll say, which you do have part in that. But if it's them, then, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Cool. Okay, thanks. Like, there's a yes. way, you know what I mean? Like, in my mind, it's like, oh, that's you. Cool. And then mm-hmm. it just like immediately creates some distance and I don't know, can help you not care as much. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I love that. Hey guys, I'm just going to interrupt for one quick second. I wanted to make sure that you knew that we had an opportunity for you to partner with the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast community. Now, I want to be really clear. You're already a part of this community, but if you want to take things one step further, I would encourage you to go to Patreon. I don't know if you've heard of Patreon, but it truly is just a way for you to be able to collaborate with creatives and help to spread the word. And that is the goal of the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I really want to spread encouragement throughout the entire world. And the only way to do that is with your help. So if you would like to check it out, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash encouragers podcast. Now back to the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh, go ahead. No, I I was just going to say, that's the other thing. It's like, I don't know if this potentially this is all obvious stuff, but it seems like people struggle with it anyway. Yeah. And I always am like, well, what's the hiccup? Like, what's the hiccup between, oh, it's them. It's like, there's this thing that happens right before recognizing that's not me, that people react to the thing that happened. Right. That makes sense. Yes. Like somebody says something shitty and I react and I'm like, well, screw you. Maybe, you know, right. or like, that's the reaction. Okay, cool. Or I can just like, if I can slow that down, like there's this line, you know, like yes. here's the, it's them. Here's my reaction. Like by reacting that I'm engaging and by acknowledging like, oh, no, no, no. Like that's just them. It's just done. Right. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah. um, and, and uh, yeah, I'm totally following you. I wish that we would cool. be able to, I, we should have recorded this so that people would be able to see, because I love how you uh, were doing the diagrams oh, yeah. as well. So um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's good. But I, now I'm thinking, I'm like, we need you back. We need you back already. I'm already planning, but, <laughs> but I'm game. I yeah, love talking about that. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Thank you so much. So I think one thing too, is like you say, when you are able to acknowledge that it's not about you, that, that stops you from taking ownership over their behavior and oh separates you from that. And so yeah. I think that's extremely impactful. I, I also think, I don't know if you find this, but I think for myself and even for clients and friends and family, I think that we really um, maybe hone in on situations or insults or whatever that may be that are about the places where we're most insecure. So like if we're insecure about being a parent and someone makes a comment about that, then that's really hard for us. Or if, or maybe it is, um, you know, we are interacting in a certain way in our office building and somebody for some reason doesn't like that. They say something that we're like, oh no, this is something that I already partially believe. And now I'm going to take ownership over that person's opinion. I think it's good to be self-aware, but sometimes it truly has nothing to do with us really. Yes. Like literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. sometimes it's about the other person. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think of an example where like, I'm the one that might get mad about some, I think it always comes back to like with my husband and I, I always think about even this, this notion of, um, cleanliness, messiness, whatever you want to call it. Our thresholds are just totally different. Yes. And I remember reading some, not reading. I remember hearing some research where a woman said, um, she said that for a lot of like biological females that they, they literally will more so than biological males, they'll have a cortisol response when they perceive clutter. I'm like, well, no freaking wonder. Yeah. Like I'm having a actual stress response when I see shit on the counter, you know? Right. And he yeah. so there's always this like I get I like I get so frustrated and I think, am ever like Steve, pick this up, right. you know? this point and I say just like that sometimes I might yes. actually yeah yeah no absolutely <laughs> but I, like even that is like oh yeah that's an example where yeah that's my stuff like yeah. that's me absolutely and it's by like it's like legitimately me and that's okay right and like if he argues back he can either argue back and say screw you which he wouldn't yeah or he can um say I'll try harder and he will and it still won't be enough because he just doesn't react in the same way or, you know, it's like, what are the options? Well, then we just have this ongoing dialogue around, like, we're never going to be on the same page. This sucks. You know right. what I mean? It's kind of like, what are, what are your options? Absolutely. Like, there are different real- realities, excuse me. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I love your example. And I feel like you've been, like, observing my house. And because my husband and I literally have the same conversations. I'm like, we just went through this. I'm like, every month yes. we go through this cycle where I'm like, yep. hey, I really prefer if our house is clean or picked up or whatever that may be. How about when you take your boots off, you just kind of like put them where they go. You put your hat where they go. And then every morning you won't ask me, where is your hat? I don't know. You're a grown man. Find your hat. <laughs> Find your hat. You would think it's like there's no forethought. No. What are you doing? Like, I want to end on a good note. I want to be able to leave and just grab my stuff and go. Yes. Yes. You know? so I'm like thinking ahead. Well, it's, how am I going to like set myself up for that? Absolutely. My like that. Yeah. No. Yeah, he no. sets a shit on his like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and then just like walks away. Yep. Here, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, on a really yeah. random side note, my husband, like, yeah. he, not that he hates planning, but he just doesn't plan. And that's a huge portion yeah. of it, too, I think, is because I'm a planner. So I'm like, okay, yeah. my purse is going to be here. My keys are going to be here. And then when I yeah. go, it's all right there and I can just grab it and run out the door, you know? So I'm like more efficient, too, yeah. I think. So, yeah. but yeah, I think that's a great example, though. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. It's relevant. Well, maybe it's not relevant, but it feels kind of relevant. Yeah. It feels no. like it happens. Oh, yeah, everyone has their stuff. And it can be really, really subtle and small, like something like that. Yes. Or it can be like super overt. You know what I mean? Like yes. much larger. Like, yeah. Absolutely. So I also think mm-hmm. sometimes like it's just not worth it for even if it isn't. I mean, depending on the situation, especially if it isn't like your own stuff, it's not worth your energy. But sometimes depending on like someone's perspective of you, maybe it is accurate. Like, for instance, I'm a morning person and that can be really annoying to some people. You know, I'm bright and cheery in the morning. Well, I'm not going to change who I am because they're annoyed by me being a morning person, you know. And so I think sometimes it's just not it's like, does it bother you? If it doesn't, then that's okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, as long as you're not like hurting people, that's different, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the standing in in my mind. That's kind of like the being authentic and also standing in integrity piece. So even if like, I, I mean, it you know, I, and it kind of goes back to that whole like, oh, you have no control over other people. Mm-hmm. Can are you being honest with yourself? Are you what are your core values? You know, my core values are I care about people and I care about how you feel and I care about your experience. And also, I'm not going to totally chameleon myself and get rid of like try to be somebody that I'm not in order to make your life slightly better 
maybe we just don't like there's this weird kind of balance and not that I don't that's the thing it's like well it's not that I don't care and also this thing you want isn't possible right you know like that's the kind of constant like dance I think between people not only like fine relationships but like co-workers and like friends and family and you know that's if you're in a if you're in a longer than like if you're in a relationship with someone, not even, again, not even just intimate partnerships, if you're in a relationship with someone, you inevitably have these things that like continue to pop up. And so that doesn't mean you change who you are in order to make this happen. It means you, you care, you know, in my mind, like you care about people. Like I care that you feel that way. I'm really sorry. I can't do anything about it. Right. It's kind of like both, you know, and me not doing anything doesn't equal, I don't care. It just, it just equals, I can't do anything. Like I can't change. I can't stay up until midnight and then sleep in until 10. Like that's just really not going to happen. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like goes against, think about like even circadian, like natural sleep cycles. Like, and that's a good example. It goes against actually like your circadian rhythm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely something um, that my husband and I really struggle with because he's a night owl. And it wouldn't be a big deal. I could care less if he goes to bed at like midnight. Truly, it's not a big deal to me. But um, our son will not go to sleep unless both of us are upstairs. And so that (laughs) obviously is a struggle. Not that he's going to be like 16 and we're still going to be like, we're going to bed. But for now, he's young and, you know, we make it work. And we're slowly weaning him off of that. But because of that, it changes for my husband. So then his sleep is all like funky because he tries to go to bed early. Then then he's like up at five. And so he's actually tired, but his body is like, Oh, now you need to get up. And so it's all messed up. And, um, so I think sometimes even when we do try, like, and he's truly attempting to do what's like helpful for our son, but it's still not always helpful for us. And so that's, I think, really important to note as well. As well, you know, I'm really curious if you have thoughts. Um, I'm sure this happens to other people. I know it happens for me. Like there have been situations where I'll have an interaction, whether it's in a relationship or it's coworkers, whatever that may be. And afterwards, I'm like, man, I wish I would have said this. And I wish I would have said that. And I wish I would have said whatever. And so I'm wondering, like, what are your what are your thoughts about how we might approach situations if we didn't respond in a way that we would have loved? Or if we have more to say about it? Like, how would we move forward with that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it depends. So if you are doing this in a place where you're like if you're doing this and it's a like spiteful thing, then I would say you probably need to let that go. Yep. So that's something like if I have more to say um, and I think, yeah, but you did this that one time, you know, that's the thing I want to say, like to lay out all the examples the other person did mm-hmm. or to um, tell them I think they suck or to like tell them how wrong they are. I mean, that's all like counterproductive. Right. So I think if you can hate that that's all counterproductive content but if you can deepen and say why am I still thinking about this um I feel super hurt like I feel really disappointed I feel really discouraged I really just want to feel connected to this person and all of this stuff went on and I'm I was blindsided by it and I wish we would have talked earlier say that like that say the actual thing that you're wanting out of it don't basically throw jabs so I think so, um, so yes and no, I think that that can be helpful. Yes, it can be helpful if it's, if it's honest yes. <laughs> and by honest, I mean like actually reflective of how you feel, not something like, well, I feel like you, d- you don't care and you don't listen. No, no, no. Like I feel disconnected or I feel really misunderstood or I feel really sad or I feel, you know, like actually your feelings, not, not your thoughts about another person. Right. Like, and, you know, couched in, I feel, yeah. and I feel statement which drives me crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it happens yeah. all the time. 
mean, and I'm guilty of it sometimes. So, but I think um, if it's, again, if it's to throw barbs and throw jabs, then just get, don't even, don't waste your breath, don't waste your time and energy. But if it's like, if you can get to that deeper thing, then share that with a person and know that it may or may not go well, but that's the integrity piece. It's like, okay, I just need to say these things. I'm open to continuing the conversation. But again, I feel like get to that, like get to that raw stuff, you know, like the vulnerable, the sad, the worried, the discouraged, the disappointed, et cetera, share those pieces yeah. and, and recognize also that those feeling that way, like whatever a person comes to you with, they have their similar, like deeper feelings about it. So usually, you know, we talk about stuff that we care about, you know, so mm-hmm. we're not talking about things that we don't actually feel strongly about in some way. So someone else has that. And by you saying you feel this way, you're not trying to counteract what they are saying. You're just saying like, I, I can hear those things. And also, whew, that hurt. Right. Like that was hard to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would say if you do that, then yes, do it. Yeah. But if it's like, screw you, then yeah, that's a waste. That's just going to like, it's going to feed into chaos or tension or it's not actually going to, it's not actually helpful. It's not conducive or anything other than, you got the last, you know, the last word, like, right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is fun sometimes, but not helpful. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that is true. Sometimes fun, but yeah, typically not helpful. You're right about that. Right. Um, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense to let those things go, um, as needed and to, and also to be able to pursue those honest, vulnerable conversations. I mean, they're not fun, you know, vulnerability is, is not fun. Um, but, but I think it's important. And, um, I, I always think back, you know, of course, Brene Brown, she's, you know, very widely known and such. And I always think back to how she talks about vulnerability being bravery. Like in the moment you don't feel brave, but other people are perceiving you as brave. And, um, I think back to a time when I went to this, um, writing conference, it was so amazing. It was in Iowa. It was like university of Iowa. It was like the best thing I've ever been to in my life. I swear it was amazing. And, um, so I was there and like all these amazing gifted writers, right. I mean, like they're sharing their stuff and I'm like, oh my God, they're so eloquent with their words. Like I can't write shit like that. Like this is not going to, you know, be good. I'm definitely not sharing. Like that was literally the first day I was like, I'm not sharing. There's no way I'm raising my hand. Like this is not happening. I don't know what I'm doing here this will be fun but you know yeah that's the extent of it but anyway at one point um so basically like all the good right well I won't say all the good writers because everyone you know is good at writing but the people that were really confident that's how I word it and their writing had already volunteered and she was like okay I want to hear from someone else and it was like crickets nobody was willing to raise their hand and so we're sitting there and it's probably I'm not kidding it's probably like a minute past and I'm like oh my god somebody volunteer and no one was and I'm just like that person I'm, I'm like F it. I'll just like, I'll take one for the team. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I read it and um, it wasn't as bad as I anticipated that it would be reading it, to be completely honest. Um, But in the moment, I was terrified. And I was like, they're going to tell me this sucks. And they're going to say, like, why are you here? You know, this is a waste of a space. I mean, I had all this negative thoughts, you know, and afterwards I had people come up to me like, that was so brave of you to do, you know, to read, you know, no one else was moving and you like, you know, stepped up and took one for the team. And that was so brave. And and then a few other people volunteered as well. And so I think in that moment, I always think back to that because I was so scared and I was for sure it was going to go terrible. I was like, this is going to suck, but I'll do it, whatever. Yeah. And it turned out being really good. And um, people were viewing it in that like brave way, but that's not how I felt. And so I think that's important to remember too. That was a really long way of saying that's important to remember for conversations. And a lot of times it's really scary to have those, but it's also really brave at the same time. 
Yeah, that's a really, really fantastic example. Like that's a really fantastic example. And you're exactly right. There's no, I, I joke with people. I don't even joke. I mean, I say it seriously, but they think it's kind of like they giggle a little bit where I say talking is really hard. Yeah. Like it is, I, I don't know how to, you know, it's so yeah. like, oh, okay. Ha ha. No, no, no. Like talking is actually hard. Right. It's hard to communicate. It's hard to be honest. It's hard to share things that are uncomfortable to share. It's hard to put yourself out there. It's hard to feel uncomfortable, unpleasant feelings. Like it's hard to embrace those feelings. It's hard to hear that your loved ones are hurting. It's, you know, there's so much difficulty. It's easier to just like, no, we're good. Everything's great. You know, like we're best friends. It's fine. And the reality, like there's all this shit simmering beneath the surface. That's there regardless of whether you talk about it. Like you might as well call a spade a spade and have a discussion. Absolutely. You know, like it's going to show up even if you don't acknowledge its presence. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this first part of my conversation with Tara as much as I did. I absolutely love being able to sit down with the guests on this show. And I know that you're going to find so much value in the second part of this conversation and so many amazing upcoming guests. So check back next week. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. A special thank you to our producer, Joe Burkett, and our assistant, Carrie, who both helped to make this podcast possible. See you next week for another episode.